guys, are you in for a treat today? So I have actually been getting requests for quite some time for the script to be flipped, if you will. People are like, Courtney, you're showcasing some really amazing brands on your podcast, hearing some really awesome entrepreneurial stories. But what about yours? I want to know yours. And I know a lot of you already do know mine in a sense, but there are some new faces around here and they've been asking for it. And, you know, I like to talk. So I thought, why not? So I decided to bring on a very good friend of mine, Emily Burns. She is a fellow publicist, a reality TV lover, and just an all around awesome human. One of my favorites, in fact. And I thought, all right, I'm going to give her the reins this time around, and I'm going to have her interview me. So I hope you guys really like this. Hope you enjoy it. And of course, if there's any questions that I don't happen to answer, feel free to reach out. You can DM me. You can email me. You know, all the things. <laughs> Crazy, but like my, my info's out there. So you can find me if you want to find me. So thanks in advance so much. And I hope you enjoy this very candid conversation between friends. Hey, Courtney. Oh, hey, Em. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited. I know. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, thanks for flipping the script with me. You have a really interesting story and background that oh, I'm well, sure thanks. not everyone knows about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So, which, you know, I try to share a little tidbits, but you know, I, it's hard when you, when you host a podcast too, because obviously I love to talk. And I love to like be part of the conversation, but at the same time, I want to make sure that like I'm giving the spotlight to the people that, you know, that I am showcasing. So, you know, I try to like keep it, you know, tone it down a little bit. So now this is going to be fun because now we just get to, to talk. So, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, do we start with how we met? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. First of all, <laughs> or- I got to say no offense to anybody else, but like we were like the most fun in the whole bunch. So yeah, you, 100%. you work in PR just like me. I do. Yeah. I think one of the first conversations I had with you was probably getting in super early at like 8am and you were just unpacking all of your food in the little mini fridge that we had for like six of us. So <laughs> wait, I love that you remember those details. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah you know, I remember your office was looking right over the marathon finish line which um not everybody knows that but that's pretty cool that was is. like a big part of Marlo's history I forgot that you were in the old office because yeah we were on Boylston and yeah I had that office that was oh yeah right over Boylston that was amazing I forgot that you were there I was my, my mind automatically goes to the new office on um in downtown when nobody else talked and it was just you and I that would yell over our computers and laugh at funny things. And like, nobody else did. And we were like, well, whatever, like, I'm sorry, but this is a PR agency and we want to have fun. And we're obviously working, but like, you know, just, I feel like my approach to PR, I definitely got a lot of it from you because you were always just so no nonsense, but also like, this is your job, but also you're here to have some fun because PR can be fun. So. Yeah. And our clients were fun. So it's like, you know, yeah. I always kind of like mold my personality a little bit to the type of clients, but thankfully now we, you know, you're, you included, we've been doing consumer for so many years, which is literally like stuff that we love anyway. So why not just have a little fun with it? You know, we're not, 
you know, I used to do the medical device PR and I used to do tech PR when I first started. And that's a very different ball game. And I knew very quick 100%. that like, I love PR, but like, that was not my thing. That was just not my stick. So I knew I had to get into consumer immediately because I feel like we get the best of both worlds. We get to like work and play in like the spaces that we do, which I, I, I feel very fortunate, honestly. Yeah, you practically owned the entertainment side of the consumer um, <laughs> consumer team at Barlow. So I know. it was always really cool to see you do your thing. And it's funny now that you represent alcohol brands because that's really where I started too. That's right, you did. That is so true yeah. too. What were some of the brands that you first started out working on? I call this my baptism by fire. Um, It was Narragansett beer because the second week of work was when they launched for the first time their Del Shandy, um, which is now a summer staple. It's a hit. You see it everywhere. Um, But that was the first time that they were ever bringing it to market. And it was my second week. And it was crazy. Yeah, just get tossed (laughs) into the deep end. That's how we do it. Um, Yeah, yeah. So it was Narragansett Beer. Also Bully Boy Distillers, which has a really cool history um, that includes former president Teddy Teddy Roosevelt. I know that I was on 90 Plus Wines. I was on like a wine distributor as well, which is um, really interesting. And we actually shared a client different at different times though, which was, um, when I first got them, they were Farmer Willie's alcoholic ginger beer. Yes. You actually then, gave me that piece of business. Cause you had left at that point and they were looking for some help. And yeah, you gave me that yeah. piece of business when I was on my own, which is amazing. And I mean, well, I've told you this, but like, it has been incredible when, you know, when you, when you branch off to keep those connections and relationships with people and to be able to refer business. And cause you know, it, it was amazing. And that was a lot of fun to work on that. I wish we would have been able to work more together because like our, our yeah. clients were different, but actually it was fun because I feel like we gave, you know, we gave insight to each other and we kind of were able to support each other in different ways. Maybe not so much like directly, but I, I just feel like I've watched you and your career go from like start to like where you are now. And now you just got your dream job and you're moving to a new city. And I'm like, I can't even, I can't even tell you how proud I am to be <laughs> part of that. Like from the beginning, it's so amazing to see. <laughs> like how things have unfolded you're my inspo oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but yes I'm overlooking the pool that we spent that whole entire summer just floating along talking about our futures and what we want out of life so that um, we definitely had a great summer Mm -hmm. we did we did I feel like we we got closer when we left like it's funny because like I don't have many friends actually don't say that now, girl. Well, no, no, no. I wasn't going to say, no, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, I don't have many friends that cross over between my business work life yeah. and my like actual legitimate, like personal life. Um, like literally do what I do. I, I don't want to like uh, not think of anybody, but like, honestly, I feel like you might be it. Well, it's hard because in PR, you go through a lot. And mm-hmm. during that time, you really bond with the people that you work with because you're going through a time that no one else in your life understands. Right. Um, You know, I can talk my friends or my parents ears off on, you know, what my latest project is, but they don't understand the day to day. Right. But I feel like you bond in that moment. And then the second you're not on clients together, it's really hard to keep that bond just because Mm -hmm. it's, what do you have to talk about now? Um, Yeah. So it's always great to keep friendships outside of what you went through clients. I know it's just been great though. It's great to have someone like you in my life because, you know, going off on your own is, is 
well, crazy and amazing at the same time, but like, you know, what, uh, what agency life brings on the good side of it is like that collaboration, those brainstorms, that like energy of everybody, like with like-minded kind of capabilities and expertise that comes together and create these amazing campaigns. And when you're on your own, like, I honestly starting, like, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a dinosaur. I really have to work hard to make sure that like, I'm up on the trends. And even if I'm not like adopting them like things like TikTok like I'm a TikTok watcher but like I don't <laughs> create I just I'm I uh, anyway point is it's important for me to make sure that I'm aware and like still very on top of everything because it's just me and you know yep. in this world if you don't keep up you will fall in your dinosaur you know in no time so it's been great yeah. to have someone like you that's keeps me relevant and like, cause you are an agency and you know, you are in this space. So it's been really great for me to have that on that level. Well, you're always super helpful too. Whenever I need a mentor question, are we um, like writing wait. each other love letters? I feel like right now or what? <laughs> Sorry, everyone <laughs> need to get a room. Um, wait, okay. So let's take it all the way back. Everyone knows you came from broadcast. Um, you then went into tech PR, then you went to Marla, which is where you really cut your teeth on like the consumer level. Does everyone know about like everything that you did at paint night because you practically transformed how they approached PR, I would say. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So when I was at Marlowe, um, paint night was a client, as you know, and um, I, I just became super tight with the founders and, you know, I remember having conversations with the founders and at that point I was just an account manager. So I had a couple people ahead of, uh, up above me on my team. And there were times that I really felt like I was connecting so closely with the man, um, with the founders of the company. And I really understood exactly what they were looking for from, uh, from me and from us as the agency. But I felt like some of the upper management didn't connect with them because it wasn't their job to be like that kind of day-to-day client interface. And so I just, I remember really taking the side of them constantly. And like, I know they felt that from me too. And then one day we were at like one of their Christmas parties and one of them said to me, Hey, like, you know, if you ever thought like, we'd love to bring you in house. And it was kind of like a ha 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 moment. And then it was, it was shortly thereafter that they were like, you know what, we're expanding, we're expanding fast and we connected with you. I don't know if you have any interest, but we'd love to have you come in, create a team and really take us to the next level. And it was one of those opportunities. It was like a startup that was growing so freaking fast. And I was like, I have to do this. I was a kind of over agency too, in a a way, because you know, you know, it's a grind. It is a grind Mm -hmm. and I loved it for so long. And then I kind of started getting this little like itch and I didn't really know what it was. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this. This is a cool opportunity. So I went in house there, killed it for several years, um, grew like 36,000% in three years. It was wild. We landed on the Inc 5,000 list at number two one year. And it was just, it was pretty cool. I met some amazing people. I mean, the company grew global. And then I just, you know, as you know, people who have worked in startups know that there is a lifespan a lot of times. And I really had felt at that point a few years ago that I was like, you know what, I, I, I think me personally, I've done all I can do for this mm-hmm. organization and like time for them to spread their wings and me to spread mine. And <laughs> I just, I just could not, I was itching weirdly to go back into agency because I wanted to like help a lot of different people, a lot of different clients. And I just was like, you know, I can't go back into an agency because I cannot see myself potentially working for somebody else again. I just couldn't do it. So I had yep. no idea. I'm just like, okay, here we go. Props to you. Props to you. you I've never what? been <laughs> the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, you definitely are. And I totally, I respect it. And I 
applaud you from over here because I don't think I could do it. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because like, I never was like one of those people that like, yeah, I'm going to be my own uh, business owner. I'm going to mm-hmm. own my own business. I, I never did think that. I don't know what I thought. I just didn't. I just was living life. So I, I this wasn't like a goal of mine. I'm very fortunate now. Um, and now I can't even imagine any other way, but you know, I, it was a risk. And you know, one thing that I would like to mention, because I don't think people realize what it takes sometimes to start that. Like, I remember when I was like, I didn't have any clients. I was just like, yeah, okay, okay, I'm doing this and I got to go for it. So I cut everything, gym, Netflix, literally, I got rid of every little like $5.99 a month or $2.99 a month because I didn't know if I was going to have any income. So I was like, I'm going to scale everything down and just go for it. And, and I, and I did thankfully knock on wood. Um, but it, it really only like two months later, I was already getting pretty much what I was making when I was an agency and mm-hmm. I was working less because you based on hours and client needs and et cetera. And I was like, what is happening? And then it was like, oh, you want more, you can get more and it's up to you. And then all of a sudden I was like, sweet. It only took me two months. So I got all my stuff back. I'm like, okay, Hulu, Netflix, everything's coming back. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> obviously. And then, you know, I kept going from there, but that was like, you just didn't know. I mean, you just didn't know. You're like, well, here we go. We're just going to wing it. It's a leap of faith. Exactly. Um, and I commend you for taking it. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine it any other way now, but it was, it was a little crazy. It's a good thing you got Hulu and Netflix back for the pandemic, I will say, because that would have been rough. <laughs> do you know that like, in addition to Hulu and Netflix, I literally have every other, uh, now they're all doing it, you know, like Paramount Plus. Oh, I have Paramount Plus. Plus. I have literally everything. I'm mm-hmm. just, it's out of control. Okay conspiracy theory I think at one point all the streaming services are going to team up and do one huge bundle and they're just trying to take over Verizon and AT&T not AT&T Verizon and Comcast I think that they're just and right now they're doing their own thing they're building a base I think that that's their goal but I think one day much like Disney Plus partnered with ESPN and Hulu. Uh, I think they're going to do one huge bundle. It'll be a competitive price compared to Comcast or Verizon, but they're just trying to compete with them, the end game. I mean, that's what I think because that's a viable option there. And you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if I number crunched, I'm probably paying what I close to what a cable, whatever subscription used to be. Cause I don't have that anymore. I got rid of that a long time ago. Actually, Mm-hmm. Is that at the same time that maybe that was at, actually at the point when I was starting my business, one of those things I cut and I just never got back. But, um, but I mean, honestly, I think that's what it is now. I'm at, cause you know, between five 99 and of course I can't have ads because diva status. So <laughs> I'm paying two more dollars for all these things. I, point is maybe that is the case. And if that is, I think that'd be great because hopefully they would offer, um, bundles package package options so then yeah it would save a little bit of money what my family has done we have all just picked one and each of us pays for one yeah and then shares the password so that's what we did my my, yeah we did that too my family for hulu and netflix but and hbo max there used to be this joke um about like who's hbo go because that's what it was back then who's hbo go password it was and i remember do you remember tracy that we who we worked with at barlow um i it i used her ex roommate ex-boyfriend's parents cousins password something like that (laughs) it was like the sixth degree of separation 
and then they finally kicked me out so well you know now it's like an issue now like with people breaking up like couples breaking up they're like well now what am I to do should I just like change the password not tell anybody because like that their families will then have their password and like there's a whole string and now it's like oh no it's like who's going to take the dog kind of thing except who's going to take the Netflix subscription or have to like you know redo their own it's quite crazy with the (laughs) times we're living in 2021 I'm taking the dog dumbass (laughs) (laughs) why are you doing that so good (laughs) <laughs> also i'm watching a new show with her on it right now and she is the same character oh god i love she her she's hilarious she's um, awesome legally blonde for those who may live under a rock a big giant huge massive, rock. massive, massive. <laughs> so what have been your biggest like successes or your favorite moments of being a business owner oh my gosh it's it's just being able to honestly create the life that I've wanted for myself like just the balance and choosing clients I mean oh my gosh I the feeling of being able to be in a situation and position that you are not only like emotionally but financially and stable enough to be able to say to a piece of business this is amazing but it's probably not the right fit I know that Mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but like, that's one of those, like, where you kind of, for me, I felt like I I made it, if you will, as a business owner. And as someone who's like building my brand, when I was able to turn down a bunch of money or an opportunity like that, uh, I I felt like that was just so awesome. And really, I think was a testament to, to like how clear I knew and what my goals were and like where I wanted to take my business. And, um, cause there is like, you know, and you want to help everybody. You really do want to help everybody because everybody's mm-hmm. got a story to tell, you know, and there are amazing companies out there. Um, but at the same time, you know, through this process, I've really learned what I excel at and like what I'm great at and how I can really help, you know, certain clients and, in, in, in whatever it is that they want to do. And so sometimes you have to make those hard decisions, but I feel very fortunate that I have gotten to a place where, I get to really choose the best clients to work with. And I get to surround Mm -hmm. myself with really, really smart people that challenge me every day. And I challenge them and it's like a really nice back and forth. So I don't know if that's like the answer you were expecting, but that's, I think for me, what feels like a piece, a really great piece of success. I think that's awesome. I won't ask you who your favorite client is because that's like asking a parent who their favorite child is. And that's, (laughs) It's just wrong, yeah, <laughs> but I, I always know, know that you have really great, great clients. I know that whenever we chat, you rave about how awesome they are. Yeah, I really do. And you know, like one thing that I, I've always said is, and I think that started from the paint night experience is I wanted to make sure, because I also, you know, there's good things and in, in, in not so great things about agency life. And mm-hmm. what I did want to make sure is that I, I, when I talk to any new client about potentially working together, I want them to know, like truly know that like I am an extension of them. I am their partner. Like I'm not just a contractor or like in in order for this to be successful, you got to let me in. If you're willing to let mm-hmm. me in, let me get my hands dirty. Like that's where you're going to see success because for me, that's how it works. And for them, if they're willing to do that, I mean, that's when you're going to see the best results. So, I mean, that's, I just love, I love that my clients have trusted me with their businesses and I trust them to be able to let me in on those things. And that's been probably one of the most rewarding um, parts of it all. Love that. Well, this is going to come out uh, next. Wait, no, this is coming out Wednesday. So we're recording this on Monday. And so Emily and I watched The Bachelorette. Well, we're not in the same place, but we do like live texting back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) Or voice notes. So today's the day. Today's today's a big day. So we're gonna have I mean, we all know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
listen, I'm not going to front. I read reality, Steve. I know spoilers. I know that that's a topic of contention for a lot of people. I personally love spoilers. Yeah, I too. live for spoilers because when you know what's going to happen, you see and you pick up on the context clues. Instead, when you kind of are in the know, you can pick up on little things and be like, yeah, this yeah. guy's in me. We already know he's not making right. it, but like this seals the deal. So Blake, we know he wins. Yeah. I mean, this is coming out after he wins. Right. So right. no surprise there. So unless there's like crazy, which we, there isn't. So. Stranger things have happened. Listen, reality right, Steve true. is not always correct. But I mean. Wait, do we talk, do we want to just like talk real briefly about thoughts on that? I mean, honestly, I hated Blake when I first met him. As if like, you know, I found yeah. real life. Yeah, how's dead, whatever. Each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hated him on Claire season and I, and he was just one of those guys that like, like his sister said, immediately shifted from like Claire, Claire, Claire to Tasha, Tasha, Tasha. So him coming in with Katie was really weird for me. But then once they started talking, I'm like, okay, no, they're meant for each other. Like yeah. they are the same person, just in male and female version. I just finished the season two of Too Hot to Handle. So I do feel like he might be a little bit emotionally immature when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. that stuff which I think she kind of is too yeah maybe not immature maybe immature is the wrong word but well I think they've got their own versions of like what they find funny or cute or like you know kitschy and yeah. I think it's the same and I don't know if that's the same for like every like I don't think it's my yeah like I don't think I'm on that wavelength personally from what I've seen okay. I just he could get a little bit deeper <laughs> okay well that'll be interesting yeah you know it's interesting because I feel like we are able to watch it in a different lens to your point because I do also know spoilers and but also we're in an industry where we kind of we know already I was just about to say that yeah like we spin we spin it yeah. also okay going back to something that you said earlier like clients telling you exactly what it is I think that you know for any company that's listening or founder or what have you you have to shoot your PR person straight because we know spin when we see it and there is nothing more frustrating when a client is trying to spin me something and it doesn't make sense or I see right through it you You know literally dropped a knowledge bomb right there you have to shoot them straight like if you're if you will you can lie to your spouse you can lie to anybody the one person you cannot be lying to is your probably your public relations rep or like your lawyer like we're not going to tell anybody but we need to know everything so we can spin it the right way so if you're ever looking to get PR from Courtney myself or anyone you gotta shoot them straight you are literally yes singing music to my ears and that's what I tell them up front too and I'll say like too so like I will dig deep dig deep with them like give me some numbers give me some data give me some facts let me understand what we are working with here because if you don't give me the information I can't help you and then also yeah yeah, well that's the thing too I think I think as a publicist we because we we do what we do we're incredibly intuitive human beings and we can spot a fake or a twist or something so quickly I'm yeah, so thankful that I have that ability and skill um, <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people don't. Um, but you're right. Yeah. You're so right. And like, we can't help you if you are sugarcoating something or twisting something. Like, how is that helpful? So knowing the backstory is not only helpful for public relations, but also when watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. 
full circle moment. Full circle. So no, it's true because we know how production works. We know behind the scenes. We know mm-hmm. how like manipulation and spin works. Like we know we do it. So like we can see it. And then when you have a spoiler, then you can even, you get that extra added layer yep. of like insight. So you can, you're watching for different things. Yeah. I love my friends so much, but when I see them live tweet or text me about something that, oh my God, they are just eating out of the palm of the producer's hand. I, I swear. I'm like, honey, go to realitysteve.com and read a little bit. Like I promise not you, <laughs> not, not sponsored in any way, shape or form because I hear that he's a terrible person, Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's just us liking to liking, you know, the backstory and knowing what actually goes on versus what everyone's trying to tell you. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's way more interesting, way more fascinating, at least to me. Yeah. And also seeing how like emotions and certain things play out and seeing how people react to them um, is a lot more telling. Granted, didn't know about the Greg situation. Um, mm-hmm. So was not expecting all of that that went down, but that was another can't layer. Can't be in the know always. I know. Yeah. We should probably wrap it up because I know how long people listen because I have data kidding. that backs it. I know. But I mean, hey, if people like it, maybe we'll just chit chat some more. I don't know. Um, like it's Emily time. I know. Maybe we do like a reality <laughs> recap, you know, something like once a <laughs> And week. how it relates to PR. And how it relates to real life. And oh my God, I kind of love that. Or you would know, and it'll be cool if you um if you took certain like maybe not scandals, but like things oh, like yes. trending in the news and you say like what went into that, like, or even like pop culture and like, or like how scandals unfold, like what happens, like, and now we can talk so much about cancel culture and like what people are doing behind the scenes and how they're trying to like, whether it's get back on top or like how it all goes down. I mean, yeah, we do. We know a lot more information than probably most people do because we know how it's all going down in the back end, which I don't know, guys, you want some secrets? You want the secret sauce? Because it'd be an interesting tidbit, I think. Uh, well, um, thank you so much for doing this and chatting with me. I, I feel like this is like kind of, well, actually, we do love letter each other sometimes. I was going to say, without the love letters, I feel like this is a pretty typical conversation we have. But, so thanks for recording with me. Absolutely. Anytime. I love it. It's really fun. Um, Thanks for having me on. Of course. All right. Well, seriously, guys, if you do like the little chit chats and the tidbits and you do want to know some of the secrets behind uh, things like that and things in the public eye, let let me know. And maybe we'll actually make this a thing. So <laughs> thanks again, Em. And thanks to you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this very different version of the pod. Um, but yeah, definitely let me know what you think. And um, I will catch you guys in not next week, but the following. Until then, see you later. Bye.